Everyone right to go? Very good, thanks for joining us. Welcome to BFOP 2021, the hybrid edition. Charlie's microphone's muted again. Hey, and if you all just want to email Tom Pot just with cockwomble <coughs> in the um in the subject line and nothing else. The band turned the bullshit. <laughs> Can you just enable screen sharing? Matt is way louder than the rest of us. Oh! <laughs> Nick, is that what a cockwomble looks like? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel so inadequate looking at you guys and all your setups with your microphones. I can't be any clearer. Follow the rules. Get on the beers. That is on direct advice from the Chief Health Officer. Oh, we're here with Anne Scott Virtue, White Shutter Photography. How are you? Uh, yeah, after that intro, really good. Thank you. Really How good. You? you feature. You, you actually feature in that. I do, I do. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that was a nice <laughs> little surprise for you. And Matt Crummins is here in the background somewhere as well. Of course I am. I'm always lurking in the background. Always That's in the shadows. Do. Always in the shadows. And you've been you've been a part of BFOP for forever. Yes. Since the day has started. If, since day one. You're, like, you're known as like the because we've got different different like uh titles. I think you're a founder. I think you're a founding a member. member. Do I get like a do I get like a hat or something or a, a coffee mug with yeah, like a gold watch? Sure, you yes. got a jacket last year. Yeah, that was two years ago, Matt. Oh, you got a, a jacket? Shut up! Well, I never got a jacket. <laughs> it doesn't say founding member though. I don't think. Oh well, maybe we can get it re-embroidered, but we can't afford more jackets, Wait. so you know we've got to do what we've got. <laughs> Did my jacket get lost in the post or something? Wesley. <laughs> Employee of BFOP, right? You know, you shut up. Thought employees get uniforms. No, no. You have a job to do. It's to make podcasts. So quit bitching and make a podcast. Okay, so Anne, last year, do you remember it? Vaguely, yes, I do. I remember at one point. <laughs> no, I think there was a pony. I remember, book. I remember it well. It was, it was quite, it was quite out there. I think I remember at one point well there was a together. pony behind you. That's true. Yes, and I was wearing you, a blue wig at the stage too. I think you've made the uh, you've actually made our commercial. We've made a commercial. Well, I was going to say TV commercial, but obviously not a TV commercial. We've made a commercial and do feature. In fact, the line in it says over five hundred people attended last year's festival. Dot dot dot, and even bought her pony. And then it's got. <laughs> it's pretty. I'm actually really excited about it. I think it's a pretty cool. Ad. Yeah. It is. Because you, <laughs> you made it. Well, you no, know, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to think that we're handy people around there. Yeah, we appreciate quality work. So, and in the right way, you know. <laughs> so, if if you remember, Anne, what did you expect last year was going to be like, and then at the end of it, what was it actually like for you? Uh, what did I expect? To be honest with you, I wasn't really sure what to expect because um, I, I don't know about you, but I've never attended a um, a Zoom. Um, a facilitated photography festival um i think there's a conundrum in itself um but it, i thought it was really awesome like um you know considering the situation that we were all in um i think the boys did a fabulous job putting it all together and um i thought it was a it was a good fun i think the thing that i took away from it that sort of resonated with me when people said that that was um you know in a really crappy time that everyone's been going through that that was sort of like a really enjoyable 
time and people had been you know in bad head spaces but picked up their cameras again and um, even if it was just photographing their coffee mug against the morning light or something like that I thought that was really cool I thought that was a really beautiful thing to come out of last year's festival mm, yeah I think that was probably the general consensus across the board so weddings maternity shoots mm-hmm. elopements couples work is sort of what you mainly focus in yeah. Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. Haven't, yep. oh, haven't yeah. really for the last 18 months, but yes, that's usually what I do. <laughs> usually. And well, that's what you did last year with presentations and stuff? Yeah. What what did I do last year? We did we did a newborn thing, didn't we? We did a newborn and mm-hmm. we did, did we do weddings last year? I think we did weddings last year too, didn't we? Matt, so help me you out. Might, you might not realise this, please, but what, what happened was that um, I met Anne many, many years ago and um, we... I, well, we got and photographed my wedding, mm. and then it just so happened that just in time for Isla's birth, and starts shooting maternity. Mm-hmm. And so, can I just say that the next bow or the next string in Anne's bow that I'm expecting is uh, a retirement shoot wing that's uh, that'll be coming out in uh, <laughs> well, probably twenty to thirty years, but. Uh, <laughs> But you know, I'm just going to say a trend setter, and uh, you know, you just you just keep following that trail, and yeah. Well, I was certainly the, one of the biggest disappointments for not being able to go to Bright for last year's festival was I became a father as well, and I was definitely hoping that I was going to present my child to be the model for the newborn workshop and get better photos than I could possibly take of it. But that didn't work out, did it? Wasn't it like we're all going to present our children for Anne to photograph? Like, mm. please. <laughs> Mm, yeah, choose mine. No, no, choose mine. Choose my baby. My baby is very, very pretty. See, for my presentation, because I obviously my my daughter was already too too old, so I actually had to use one of her really creepy dolls to um to mm. put the photos from my presentation together and yeah, how to teach right. people how to do it. That worked out really well. That was that was, that was well, great. Replace the little baby though. Yeah. What was that, Matt? I said my baby would have been screaming at you nonstop, so that would have ruined it all. So lucky you use a doll. You know what? You can always take their batteries out. That's one thing I've learned over the last eighteen months. Yes. So what are we? So what are we? What's 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 going? What's cranking through the brain for this year? Don't all answer at once. What, that, 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 that's, a, that, that's a question for you, Anne. Right. <laughs> Um, so we're going to go back to the roots this year. I'm going to go back to doing, um, some wedding related stuff. Um, so, um, we're hoping to do a beautiful sunset session, um, with a gorgeous bride and groom. And, um, hopefully, uh, if I'm not very tech savvy with these kind of things, but hopefully we'll have it streaming so that, People can watch me shoot, but also be able to see what actually is coming out the other end on my camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be doing that um, probably here on our farm. Um, we'll have some beautiful paddocks with big long grass, and um, I've begged and pleaded to get the sunset shot, um, sunset time frame. So um, hopefully we'll have a lovely sunset that day. Um, and then we are going to do another session um, where we. I'm going to interrupt you, Dan. You're moving on very, very quickly. I think I would love nothing more than to see a shoot of a couple, but yeah. that sounds like 
for those who haven't been to beef hop for those who have been to beef hop you know and you know how those workshops run you're like oh that's gonna be amazing because how she explains it etc cetera, etc cetera. if you've not been to beef hop before that just sounded like watching a very slow television show you're when you say you're going to photograph a couple now from our discussions and my understanding we're going to be doing this at, you've got a property you're you're just north of melbourne um in regional just for those who are freaking out thinking that we're breaking the law no and in regional. <laughs> yes. Um, the land of the and free an amazing like stables area you've got um the paddocks because you, your property's got some adjustment and things like that on it so also just yeah. doesn't know, thing you say adjustment on it i don't know yeah adjustment yeah yeah so we have um, horses okay so so what i'm okay so what i'm thinking is um well by that by the time before comes around we also have two foals um in one of our biggest paddocks um which will have beautiful long grass um, and a couple of really stunning mares to run with the foals. So I'm thinking of shooting in that paddock. Um, and then um, this couple that I'm hoping to have there on the day, they are beautiful inside and out, but I'm also going to see if I can um, arrange um, some epic flowers um, for her to carry and... <clears throat> I don't know, I'm a sucker for, for golden light and for natural light and we're going to do a bit of backlit stuff and shoot on some shallow apertures and um, shallow depths of field, sorry, and um, just really have a good play with some different compositions and how to pose people, well, how to direct them, not pose them, um, and just how to have a bit of fun. And it's going to be, I guess it's going to be a fairly good insight into how I like to run a portrait session with just a bride and groom on a wedding day. Um, so it'll give people a really good behind the scenes look, um, you know, what inappropriate jokes I might throw or, um, you know, what, what's on my playlist and, um, when I carry my little speaker around and things like that, and maybe we'll chase the horses around to get some epic shots with, you know, some running horses in the background and things like that. So it'll be, I'm hoping it'll be pretty epic. Um, and, um, yeah, and hopefully I can, um, you know, just show a little bit um, what it is that I do to achieve the images that I take and that I share and um, in my favourite light of the day. So my, my question for this one is, could we often have a lot of people at BFOP who are budding wedding photographers, people who would like to be wedding photographers, be it in the big smoke competing against the big guns like yourself, or people who are maybe in more regional areas where there's a lack of wedding photographers and they're sort of filling that void. Would you say that, that that sort of session from, from your history at BFOP, that is the perfect session to attend, to see yeah. the behind the scenes of someone who is actually probably the most successful wedding photographer, or at least in the in the top two most successful wedding photographers that I know. Like, I, we, we would deal with some pretty big I mean, you know, <laughs> Well, no, you know what? The reason I say that is because you know what we, we 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 in the past we've had and we will have next year again um nick jonas is also a massive wedding photographer very different style and so i'm not yep. being any disrespect for him you guys are both absolute a class in what you do and and yep. to see the behind the scenes i think is just mental you, like people don't get to you don't get that insight like from just watching no watching. i don't no one wants to share I don't it I don't usually share this sort of stuff. Like, um, I just don't have the time. Like, I mean, there's a lot of photographers out there that can share this kind of thing um, on their socials whilst they're shooting a wedding. I I'm just, I don't have the time for that. And generally I shoot on my own. So there's generally not an insight into how I do things. Um, but um, yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, I remember I did a, I did a masterclass. I can't remember if it's like three years or four years ago now. Um, I did a masterclass at BFOP 
where um, we went a lot of through the theory of how to run a successful business and um, you know some of the pillars of um, how to do that. But then we also did a huge um, styled shoot and that was massively popular because I didn't just, like it was like a portfolio builder, but I didn't just do it um, for the, for the um, participants to, to photograph. I also photographed it myself and I did get the shoot featured in the end and that was the aim of it. So people can see how I set things up and I was talking about how I communicate with different vendors to pull something like this together. So if you're in the, in the beginnings of wanting to become a wedding photographer and you need to build a portfolio, um, you know, those kind of things are really interesting and just to see how someone else um communicates with clients i'm not um like you said before like um nick does very different does a very different style of photography like he's an epic photographer um but we have very different approaches on how we set up our shoots um so for me it's um it's a very organic it's a very natural and unobtrusive way and i i always say that i direct people i don't pose them um and i guess that's always something that i get asked like how do you um, you know, how do you set this up? And I said, oh, well, I don't. And like, for me, the most important thing is that people can look at an image and, and they can feel something. Um, like everyone can take an epic image, but I feel like it's really important that you can capture um, a feeling in an image and people can look at that and go, wow, like that's really awesome. Um, and hopefully I can somehow show that, um, you know, how I achieve that and how I do that. Because um, I guess we can all, you know, we can all study how to do, how to technically take a photo, but how do you get that relationship out of people and how do you get them to be comfortable in front of the camera and um, to open up to you in that sense? Mm. Wait, do you want to know a really, really, um, my, one of my deepest, darkest photography secrets? Oh, yeah, please, yeah. please tell me. Ooh, so, so dark, so yes. <laughs> so, um, so I, when I, I came back, I went, I went away for a little while um, overseas to, to just be me and photograph. And then I came back and I actually got asked to do a photography gig for a friend from school because um, they knew I was a photographer and they said, oh, would you shoot my wedding? And of course, Matt, the yes man said, oh, fuck yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll photograph anything. Like, yeah, I'll do that. And so I agreed to shoot his wedding without actually asking any questions because I didn't know what questions to ask. And then I met with the couple. And um, he's a good mate. So like, we could have some pretty candid conversation. I said, yes, I mate, what, what, what's the go? And he said, oh, so it's a, it's a Jewish wedding. And I said, oh, okay, that's, that sounds fine, whatever. Cause I didn't really think anything of it at the time. I didn't think about all the, the details. That come I know where this is going. And, uh, and I said, oh, where's it being held? And he goes, oh, we've hired the Maya ballroom, which is in the GPO, like the top floor of the GPO, like this massive historic ballroom. I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's a pretty big room. How many? people were coming and he said it was a four or 500 people. And I was like, oh, I see what happened here. You thought you'd get me because I do photography, but I weddings and big weddings. And so anyway, you know what I did? I called Anne, I said, hey, Anne, I need you to cover for me. I said, can I hire you as my second photographer <laughs> to shoot the wedding as my second photographer and i'll shoot as the second photographer being the actual photographer because i have no idea what i'm doing but i'm too embarrassed now to say what i'm actually not capable of and so Anne took me through my very first wedding like and i was in some time she just grabbed me by the shoulders like matt get it together buddy get it together <laughs> just shaking you and 
just shaking me around the collar there. It's and probably what, one of the worst when venues to like kick off your wedding career with because the oh. Maya Mural Hall is just yeah, like it's oh, challenging. It's a nightmare, and you know what? It, it did spark my hatred of wedding photography, and and did step me through the next two or three of them. I think we actually did a few together, and um and and you were brilliant, and yet someone who even knows photography. Um, technically back to front, you were just an absolute lifeline. So a workshop like this, I can't stress enough. I mean, you don't get, I'll say like the photographers who claim to sell this stuff online, they tend to be so egotistical. They're just there trying to sell their brand. Um, but, but with Anne, I can tell you from personal experience, you learn things where you go, oh, that is the most obvious thing in the world. I'm so glad you said that because I never would have thought it would be so easy or that technique was going to be so good. So. Mm. So, this is such an opportunity yeah and it, it's it's as Anne said it's going to be a real good insight into some stuff that you'll never see with the behind the scenes stuff so that's going to be so we're planning on that for one but then there's going to be an, an edit of the images um, yeah yes um and can I just say I feel very humbled after that story um thank you Matt <laughs> um yes we're gonna go so hopefully we'll be shooting I'm not sure about the schedule but we'll might we might be shooting sunset on the Friday and then I think on the Saturday um we're gonna do a little session of editing a handful of those images mm-hmm. um and that'll be and interactive guess, uh, where people can ask questions and come back and forth with you as well yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I guess what we'll do is um, I'll sort of, maybe I'll give a little insight into my post-production process. So what do I do the day I come home from a wedding and, you know, what software do I use to cull and um, and then what software do I use to edit and how do I edit and then what do I do from there, um, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination am I the world's most amazing editor. And if anyone is hoping to see, um, you know, a whiz-bang Photoshop session, then that's probably not what it's going to be. But um, I'll definitely give an insight into, um, you know, how I do file management and how I do my culls and selections and talk a little bit about the workload that obviously comes with um, shooting, um, you know, an eight-hour wedding. Um, 40 to 45 times a season. So um, mm. you have to have a tight system on how to do things. So, yeah. Just for the record, guys, that was 40 to 45 weddings per season. Mm. That is more than most people work in a regular job, but doing something that is just incredibly taxing. Yeah. Yeah. And look, the file management stuff and being organized once you get back to the computer is a big thing too, because especially for people starting, because I remember the first wedding I shot when I sat down on the computer and had three and a half thousand photos to go through. <laughs> there were at least five or six keepers, though, weren't there, Wes? At least <laughs> five or six. That's all you need: one for the wall, one for the phone, and one to send on Instagram. That's that's yeah. That's it's my the idea. digital age. No one prints albums anymore. <laughs> I'm sure your clients would have been very happy with six photos from the entire wedding day. <laughs> what more could you need? No, not at all. Those who were looking at. Those who are looking at uh, Anne's workshop or looking at Beatbox, I tell you what, if, if you're interested in wedding photography, event photography, because it, it does translate, I think wedding, maternity, newborn events, there's a lot of that technique and skill and approach that does translate across those genres. Um, you, you can't miss it, to be honest. Um, mm. And he's best at sharing that information because you know what? <laughs> I'm going to say this from my own voice. I imagine that she doesn't care if you know that info. Um, she doesn't care about releasing her secrets to you because she's just she's good enough that she can afford to do it. 
She's not the sort of person who needs to try and sell it to you because she can't make a living doing something else. You are one of the most successful wedding photographers I know. And, um, and, and to be honest, I think it's a massive credit to you. And the way you share your information is just priceless to so many aspiring photographers out there. Look, I think it's important, like something that I learned um, when I started out in this, um, it was right at the time when um, people were guarding their secrets, like there was, you know, until the cows were coming home, like it was just terrible. And it was really, really hard to find people in the industry that were established, that were willing to share things or take you under their wing and that sort of thing. And um, I was really lucky um, uh, in the sense that I had found someone who kind of became my mentor and I was so appreciative and I probably wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for this guy. Um, and I just don't, I don't see the point in guarding my secrets. Um, you know, guarding, I don't even want to call it secrets, like guarding my skills because at the end of the day, like if I teach people on how to do it, then all I'm doing is strengthening the industry. If they want to break into the industry, giving them the knowledge to do it correctly and, and price themselves correctly and work correctly, then all I'm doing is I'm strengthening our industry. Um, and I feel... Uh, I mean, any artist is probably their worst, their worst own critic, but at the same time, like um, I have enough confidence in my skill and I have enough con confidence in my product and my business that I'm quite happy to teach people and put them on the right path without fearing that they're going to become my competition. And even if they do become my competition, um, you know, I have enough confidence that my um, my approach and my skill set is different to theirs and there's enough clients for all of us. So yeah, I'd, I'm not into, I'm not guarding my knowledge for that. And if that, that doesn't matter. sum up the BFOP mantra, I don't know what does. So, Anne, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like there's going to be a lot of really good stuff in there. Um, guys, make sure you're signed up to the newsletter, uh, part of the Facebook group and Facebook event. There is a Facebook event out there now. Matt's told yeah, us about Yep, make sure you're on there because that's where all the information is going to come out uh, about any extra sessions and more info about the sessions that we've spoken about. Um, but yeah, make sure you got your tickets. Thanks, team. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. <laughs>